0: 8K
1: News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. Tonight's headlines. The government outlines plans to relax coronavirus restrictions at restaurants and bars, as well as quarantine requirements for some mainlanders starting from next month. And visiting restrictions at care homes for the elderly and disabled are also being relaxed. The government has offered to extend the opening hours and capacity at restaurants, provided staff and customers are inoculated. Under the plan, eateries can organise banquets of up to 100 people and stay open until 2am. Chief Executive Carrie Lam dismissed claims the easing of restrictions would be unfair to those who are not eligible or unfit for vaccination.
2: But we are not sort of denying the under 30s to have a meal in a restaurant. We're just talking about the relaxation. So they can still go to cinema. We are not making cinema goers all vaccinated and so on. So this is really striking a balance between, on the one hand, promoting vaccination, but on the other hand, also giving people the choices in their daily activities.
1: Simon Wong, the president of the Hong Kong Federation of Restaurants and Related Trades, acknowledged that getting all catering industry staff vaccinated won't be easy.
3: At this moment, um, among the 250,000 uh, staff in the catering industry, there are only about 30,000 uh, staff have been uh, vaccinated. And it's going to take a longer time to get all the people uh, in the industry to get vaccination. And I think uh, the new measure can help the staff uh, in the uh, catering industry to get vaccinated. And uh, of course, uh, some people may not be suitable for vaccination. So uh, I hope that the government can be more flexible in uh, treating this kind of people.
1: The chief executive also announced that the government will start allowing a limited number of mainlanders to visit Hong Kong without having to go into quarantine from the middle of next month, even if they haven't been vaccinated against Covid. Carrie Lam says that's because the mainland has achieved zero infection. A quota will be set up, but Mrs Lam gave no details on any specific figure. She did say it would depend on the capacity of the airport and the two road border points currently open.
2: The quota thing is going to be determined uh, by us and uh, we hope to be able to uh, tell people this quota once we've got the scheme uh, ready for implementation.
1: As part of Hong Kong's new vaccination-centred strategy for reopening the economy, the CE says travel restrictions for inbound travellers will also be relaxed, with those flying in from countries considered low risk such as Singapore, Australia and New Zealand to be put under quarantine for seven days or less in future, so long as they've received vaccines. And a ban on flights from the UK will be lifted in May, but travellers are still required to undergo a 21-day quarantine at hotels. Visiting restrictions at care homes for the elderly and disabled will also be relaxed. Relatives and friends of care home residents must be fully vaccinated and do a quick test before their visits. The Secretary for Labour and Welfare, Law Chi-Kwong, said people who hadn't been vaccinated or couldn't be for health reasons will have to take a Covid test within the three days prior to the visit and take another just before. Tim Pang from the Society for Community Organisation pointed out that not everyone is willing to get inoculated in order to visit their loved ones. After the pandemic started last year, they have a very long period of time they cannot get contact with their family members, so they are willing to take the risk. But for some, because of their own physical condition or they have some chronic diseases, they are very worried that if they really take the vaccine, they will have serious incidents that affect them. The mainland central bank says tech giant Ant Group will be restructured to become a financial holding company. It follows the sudden cancellation of its planned flotation on the stock market. More from the BBC's Celia Hatton.
2: Last year, Beijing dramatically halted Ant's stock market listing, which was set to break global records. The government cited regulatory concerns about the firm, although insiders also believed China's leaders felt threatened by Ant's outspoken founder, Jack Ma. And now, Ant is being overhauled. It currently operates like a massive online payment and lending platform, but the authorities are compelling it to hold reserves, making it more like a traditional bank. Shares in Mr. Ma's other tech corporation, Alibaba, bounce back in trading on Monday after it agreed to pay a $2.7 billion fine for anti-competitive behavior.
1: You're listening to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past 11.00. Students were thrilled to head back to campus today following the Easter break as the government doubled the number of pupils allowed back in school amid a fall in COVID-19 cases. Wendy Wong reports.
4: Besides the ubiquitous masks, hand disinfectants and temperature checks, this secondary school at Shukit May seemed to be almost back to normal with students chit-chatting and telling each other about the bricks that school got back underway after the Easter and Qingming holidays. All the students are now allowed back on campus, with the school staggering shortened classes for different classes. And most of the students we spoke to were very happy at being back. Online classes were not very efficient, as sometimes I didn't stay in front of the computer. I can focus better during face-to-face classes, one student said. Another says he's happy he can finally hang out with his friends in person. But one pupil told us he feels a bit stressed. I haven't had face-to-face lessons every day for a long time. I'm not used to it. I'm stressed as I have to catch up with the progress at school, he said. Up to two-thirds of students at all kindergartens, primary and secondary schools are now allowed to attend half-day in-person classes, up from one-third before the holidays. Schools where teachers and staff agree to get tested for coronavirus every fortnight or have been fully vaccinated can resume fully.
1: A bus driver has admitted to dangerous driving in relation to a fatal crash in 2019, which left six passengers dead and 39 injured. He'll be sentenced later this month. Maggie Ho reports.
5: Man Chi Kwong pleaded guilty to dangerous driving causing death and grievous bodily harm. District court heard that the 57-year-old was driving the number 978 bus along Fanling Highway on December 18, 2019, when he suddenly swerved to the left at a right-hand bend and smashed the vehicle into some trees on the roadside. Prosecutors said a coach driver who had been traveling behind the bus saw that the double-decker did not break, nor did the defendant make any signals. Surveillance footage showed the KMB driver touching his face with his right hand repeatedly, prompting the judge to question whether he was trying to stay alert. But the defense counsel said the driver could not remember how the accident happened. During mitigation, the defendant's lawyer said surveillance footage also showed his client's hands were on driving wheel right before the accident and he did not act strangely. The lawyer added that man felt very ashamed of himself and was willing to accept any punishment. Sentencing has been adjourned to April the 28th.
1: The imminent launch of the government's $5,000 electronic spending voucher scheme has raised hopes that more hawkers and smaller shops will install e-payment systems, but the businesses themselves aren't sure this would be financially feasible. Damon Pang reports.
3: Octopus, Alipay Hong Kong, Tap and & Go and WeChat Pay Hong Kong will run the voucher scheme, which was announced in this year's budget as a way to boost local spending and help the economy recover from the pandemic. But critics have long complained that many smaller shops that poorer people tend to frequent usually don't have the electronic payment systems necessary. Retail sector lawmaker Peter Hsu says that's all the more reason why they should now get these systems installed. It's
5: actually free. As for transaction fees, it's not a large figure. The providers may waive them. Even if vendors decide they don't like the systems after the scheme and want to get rid of them, they don't have to pay. It's quite easy to set up e-payment systems, and it's free. I think there's no harm for them to sign up to more platforms.
3: The Liberal Party lawmaker says he believes many small shops and wet market stores will now install e-payment systems so they can take advantage of the voucher scheme. Chen Kam wing the chair of the Federation of Hong Kong Kowloon New Territories Hawker Associations, however, said he's concerned that the e-payment operators would charge up to 3% of administrative fees after the scheme ends. He said that would be a big bill to pay for store owners at wet markets as they don't earn much money in the first place.
1: The government in Macau has responded to citywide criticism of its latest giveaway plan by increasing the handouts from 4,800 patacas per resident to 8,000 and scrapping a controversial requirement for residents to spend first before receiving the electronic vouchers. Vicky Wong has details.
2: Officials in the gambling enclave came under fire after they announced a complicated scheme in March that would have required residents to spend money on local businesses first before they receive electronic spending vouchers. In light of the criticism, the government has now removed the spend first arrangement in favour of a two-track system that offers discounts and vouchers without a spending prerequisite. All residents, permanent or not, can get a direct 25% discount on any purchases with the savings capped at 3,000 patakas per person. They will also receive 5,000 patakas worth of electronic spending vouchers, but are limited to using 300 patakas per day. The offers can be used jointly, meaning a resident can use 300 patakas to purchase goods worth 400 patakas after applying the 25% discount. The scheme runs from June to December, and people can register online from next month whether to receive the handouts through consumption cards or e-payment platforms. The government, which had also handed out 8,000 patakas in e-vouchers last year, said it hopes the giveaway programme would mobilise the entire community in boosting domestic spending.
1: Turning overseas, coronavirus restrictions have been reintroduced in three Japanese regions. Preventive measures in Tokyo, Kyoto and Okinawa were prompted by rising numbers of infections, and come less than a month after Japan fully lifted a second COVID state of emergency. Restaurants and bars in urban areas must close by 8pm, and crowds at large events are restricted to 5,000 attendees. Meanwhile, the country has begun vaccinations for its elderly population, with those aged 65 or above getting the Pfizer vaccine at some 120 sites across Japan. In England, shops, hairdressers, gyms, pub, gardens and outdoor restaurants have reopened their doors to customers for the first time this year. It's the biggest step so far in Prime Minister Boris Johnson's much-anticipated roadmap out of Covid restrictions. Many pubs report being fully booked, some for the next few months. One bar in the north of England opened at midnight. The The minute restrictions were lifted. Some of the regular customers braved freezing temperatures to taste a little bit of normality
0: we really needed a pint and our pub doesn't open for another month so we wanted to be back out um, it
5: feels amazing after waiting so long to be fair it was snowing earlier
1: but
0: i'm still going to come out just <laughs> <laughs> put the coat on it's like a new year's eve party
1: europol is warning that the coronavirus pandemic has created ideal conditions for organized crime to thrive with potential long-term implications in its flagship report the eu's policing agency highlights how such groups are exploiting the pandemic ranging from selling fake vaccines and testing kits to complex fraud schemes. Europol's executive director is Catherine de Bolle.
4: We see that the use of violence in drug-related crime, for instance, the exploitation of women and children is still at a very high level. On a daily basis, we see an increase of victims related to cybercrime, and this all generates money for the criminals, and they want to do something with the money. They want to invest in the legal economy and they want to strengthen their own business imperium and this in a period of potential economic recession and social recession.
1: The former British Prime Minister Gordon Brown has called on the G7 group of wealthy countries to lead a Herculean mobilisation to push for global mass vaccination against COVID-19. Mr Brown said it was in the interest of richer countries to ensure people in the poorest could be vaccinated. What I would like to see is the richest countries coming together. They could offer 60% of the fund, Britain, the Europe, the United States and Japan, then China, then Russia, then the oil states, then Scandinavia
6: and other countries would follow. And we'd have the kind of fund that would enable us to say to every country in the world, we would be able to provide the vaccines acting globally, we help ourselves locally.
1: Sports now, Hideki Matsuyama has become the first Japanese man to win a golf major with victory at the Masters in Augusta, Georgia. The 29-year-old star says he hopes his win will inspire children in his country to take up the sport.
3: Yeah, it's thrilling to think that there are a lot of youngsters in Japan watching today. Hopefully in five to ten years, when they get a little older, some of them will be competing on the world stage. But I still have a lot of years left, so they're going to have to compete against me still.
1: The BBC's Ian Carter has more on Matsuyama's dramatic victory.
6: Matsuyama's one-shot victory was more comfortable than the narrow margin suggests, but the final round was still filled with traditional Masters drama. At one point, the Japanese star was six strokes clear, but then Xander Schofile went on a tear, and Matsuyama hit into the water at the 15th. Suddenly, he was only two ahead, but Schofile then found water at the next and racked up a triple bogey. Ultimately, Matsuyama could bogey three of the last four holes, but it was still a brilliant win the first major success for a Japanese man that will carry huge impact in the year of the anticipated Tokyo Olympics.
1: A reminder of our top stories tonight, the government outlines plans to relax coronavirus restrictions at restaurants and bars, as well as quarantine requirements for some mainlanders, starting from next month. The news from RTHK.
6: And on newsroom, thanks to Todd Harding, we'll have more headlines coming up at midnight. Mm-hmm.
0: Late night, music, Kevin Lewis, Radio
6: 3. Into the second hour of the programme, this is David Essex.
0: show With
6: 19 minutes after 11 on a Monday night here on Radio 3. Hold Me Close uh, from uh, David Essex, 1975 uh, tune from him. David Essex uh, from uh, from England, from the UK. From his album All the Fun of the Fair. Oh, darling. This one from 1971. This version, Diana Ross and Marvin Gay from 1974.